0: Hello there. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast Product Management Stories. My name is Danny, I'm your host, and I will interview different people to hear about their journey becoming a product manager. I hope you will have a good time and, at best, can take away some learnings. All the best and enjoy the show. Jenna, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm good today. It's really sunny here in Brighton. Happy yourself.
0: Well, it's not that sunny actually. It was <laughs> at the weekend, but right now it's a bit rainy. <laughs> so it seems like that uh, usually UK is rainy and Germany is sunny. And now it's the other way around. I would say.
1: Huh? Yeah, we've taken your son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well deserved. All right, cool then. Today it's all about sharing your experience you made while starting in product management. Before we jump in, please give us the chance to get to know you as a person better. So Jenna, uh, who are you?
1: Yeah, sure. So um I mean, I guess I've always been an all-rounder. I've, you know, a serial hobbyist. I dabble in art and music and theater when I was younger and all sorts of stuff. And so I've always tried my hand at a bunch of different stuff and I'm always trying to uh jump in and try new stuff. So um I think that's probably what led me to landing into product management in the first place was that I was like this this um uh, jack of all trades, master of none type, and that bleeds into my day to day life.
0: So <laughs> on the music thing, what exactly does it mean? What, what did you do with music?
1: Uh, I uh, picked up guitar when I was a teenager. I still play a little bit. I play ukulele a bit now as well. Um, not tons, but just enough to keep entertained and to be able to strum along and do some some bits and pieces.
0: Oh uh, sounds cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. Can you tell us a fun fact about you?
1: I once cycled from Paris to London in the pouring rain. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow.
1: Day three was take? the downpour. Day three. It was a three day tour, and day three was the downpour, and it was character building.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is it's a nice summary. So, three days. Why did you do this?
1: It was for charity. It's a group called Tech Bikers, huh. uh, and I was on the uh, the first outing of it. And um, basically, it was get on the Eurostar, take your bike down to Paris, and then cycle it back up. And since then, they've done a bunch of others. But we we raised a ton of money for um, Rooms to Read.
0: Well, that's awesome. That's a very nice um, reason to do that—to go out there for three days and even running through the or driving through the pouring rain. Very mm-hmm. nice, cool. <laughs> All right, guide us through your professional background.
1: Yeah, so I kind of fell into product management like a lot of people in my sort of cohort of product management because there wasn't really a, uh, you couldn't take it in school. No one had actually heard of this thing. And so I, 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 you know, had jobs in publicity type thing, like a marketing type role, just sort of like a part-time volunteer type thing with the theater. Um, I dabbled in, I was a webmaster at one point in time. Again, I'm showing my age here. I had dabbled in doing you know, some design bits and pieces. I'd done retail customer support and retail sales. So would kind of done a bit of everything, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know what to do with any of this. So when I landed in my first job out of school, it was for a tech company and I was a customer support rep basically. I guess you'd call them a customer success manager nowadays. And my uh, role was to talk to the customers as well as talk to the developers when anything went wrong. But because I'd actually had some background in dabbling in tech, right? I was a webmaster at one point in time, and I'd made a few websites you know, as a teenager and whatnot. I was good at talking to the devs as well as to the customers. So my boss at the time, who I'd been bugging about getting a job in the project management space, he pulled me aside and said, You know, I like the way that you can work with both sides here. And I want to make you a junior product manager. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's great. It sounds really good. Right? What is it? (laughs) And he didn't have a great explanation for it. I mean, this is a company that had never had a product manager before. It, you know, it was a tech company that had IPO'd. And somehow they'd been making money without any product people at all. Uh, And so they plucked a me out of support and a developer out of uh, Dev and made him senior product manager. He'd been with the company for years and years. And the two of us just sort of worked together to try to figure it out. And I went back to my desk that day and literally Googled what is product management and tried to figure it out from there. made lots of mistakes along the way and learned lots of things along the way as well.
0: I like that your boss had at the beginning not really an understanding what a product manager is. And I think there are like tons and tons of different Description what a product manager is and what they do and what they don't yeah did I say it right that at the first job that you were basically working with customers also engineers but basically customer facing and you became a product manager and one came from the engineering team became also a product manager yeah that's exactly right, right. sounds like a perfect combo. How did it
1: work out? It was a great combo um, and we worked really well together. What we were missing was, I guess, some raw product management knowledge and experience. It would have been better if somebody had come in from another company, having done product management elsewhere to show us the way. Um, Instead, it was the two of us who were literally making it up. And I was looking to him because he was the more senior and had been with the company longer. But frankly, the actual product management stuff was not in our forte at all. I remember him going to me and saying, okay, well, we need to do a roadmap. I was like, great. What does a roadmap look like? And Googling it and trying to just replicate that and coming back with what I thought was good. You know, we cribbed a PRD document and started writing up stuff and, you know, figured out what worked, what didn't work for us and adjusted as we went.
0: Sounds like an awesome journey. How did your first roadmap look like?
1: Uh, my first roadmap was a timeline thing, right? So it was a it was a chart that mapped out things to do and when we were going to do it. And I think the first version was very very simple. Uh, it might have been Excel or PowerPoint or something like that. Uh, and over the years, I actually developed that. I continued working on this Excel thing that I could, you know, drag and drop and move the ideas around. Um, you know, st- stretch out where they were going to go. And I made this great version of this thing that looked great. And my bosses loved when I presented this thing because they had this assurance that I was going to go build all the stuff on this roadmap. And I can never build everything on the roadmap. Whenever I show them this, they'd go, great, go do it. And no matter how much buffer I add to that roadmap, I was never able to deliver it. And I thought this was just a me thing. Like I was not particularly good at product management. Maybe, you know, everyone else could deliver their roadmaps because everyone else, when they showed their roadmaps online, they looked the same as what I was doing. You know, mine was just a you know, a, a pretty version of it. So what was wrong? And it wasn't until I realized, having talked to lots of other product people, that no one delivers a roadmap when they late went out at the beginning of the year. And, you know, uh, that's when I started changing my thoughts on what roadmapping should be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess at the beginning, we have to, to learn from the experience. And I like that you started your first roadmap with uh, Excel. I did the same. It mm-hmm. looked like a Gantt chart, basically. You yeah. know, all the different colors. And yeah, on the 12th of May, we'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. sure.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing is, like, we didn't know any better. And you could forgive a, a young product manager for falling into that trap. Because even today, if you do a Google search and go to the images tab and look up uh, product roadmap, you'll get a whole bunch of Gantt charts, a whole bunch of timeline roadmaps yeah. that look Hmm. Like they're going to start you off in the same trap that we did, you know, almost 20 years ago. Um, So, you know, there's there's new variations out there, but, um, you know, people are still, you know, looking at roadmaps and expecting to see a Gantt chart, which is a shame.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I guess uh, Google Images doesn't know the difference between a product manager and a project manager, right?
1: No, exactly that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, so as I understood, um, one of the first challenges you had in your job was um, the topic of roadmap and delivery. What else? It didn't help that I didn't have any guidance around me.
1: It didn't help that I didn't have any feedback on what I was doing, what was working, what wasn't working. And so it was hard to learn, it was hard to improve those processes. So, my first few years of product management, I think I uh, improved very slowly. And I didn't have other product people around me, which I think was a real shame because we were the only ones in the company and we we were just sort of, you know, there's a desert of product people. It was just nothing there. And I think uh, that was probably one of the biggest challenges is just not having this info. And it wasn't like today when you can go online and get tons and tons of resources, like, you know, mine, the product didn't exist yet. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, You know, all these other resources that are out there, no one had written about this stuff yet. So we were just trying to, keep up with what the customers were asking for and keep up with what Mm -hmm. the dev team needed and keep up with what the business needed from us and uh, try to make sense of it as we went ahead.
0: And how did you overcome these challenges?
1: Time and practice. And I'll be honest, we didn't necessarily overcome the challenges. You know, it wasn't my best product Mm -hmm. management work. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the company didn't hire great product people. It didn't provide support for its product people. And so it didn't get the best product management out of us. I ended up moving on, and when I moved to London to take on a job there, uh, that's when I realized, ah, there's actually product people here. Previous I was living in Montreal which doesn't have a big hmm. tech scene. Um, certainly not a lot of tech people who speak English and were at my sort of cohort ready to speak about things. Whereas when I moved to London, I was like, Oh, I'm meeting other product people at these tech events that I'm going to. This is cool. I can learn how to do stuff from them. And so I started surrounding myself with other product people and founded uh, product camp and, you know, the mind the product stuff alongside Simon cast, yep. who's one of my founders on Product side and a couple other product people. And that, became a place where you know we didn't start it because we felt we knew everything we started it because we wanted to learn from people and so by surrounding ourselves with other people who were further ahead in their journey we just continue to learn and learn and learn and learn and that was one of the you know ways to overcome the the shortcomings i had when i was a very junior product manager
0: that's a great advice um i had pretty much a, a similar situation so last year i was only surrounded by my direct product people within mm-hmm. the company and i had the sense i need to get out of this bubble and talk to other product people uh, so i uh, looked looked around in frankfurt um, for meetup groups and uh, found some but they were unfortunately dead so i uh, actually founded my own group and also ev- eventually end up with the minded product so i'm the host now mm-hmm. for minded product in frankfurt and uh, had some meetups with a lot of different people from the product scene And it's really mind-blowing to have all these different perspectives. They have the different experience. Some maybe just two days, basically. Some for 20 years, kind of, in product management. And this is kind of, for me, the best way to really learn about new things and get insights from others. So it's a great, great way.
1: Yeah, it's the most powerful thing that I think a junior product manager can do, um, or any product manager on their way up. Because if you think about it, product management is largely done by um experience that's how you learn right there's no hard skills right you shouldn't be coding right it's not about how good your copy is right um you, you should be surrounding yourself with people who are good at that stuff and working with them so in reality product management is about being able to spot patterns and make decisions that are stronger and stronger based on you know things that you know Um, based on what you Mm -hmm. understand, you know, the nuances of the business and the context and the different stakeholders around. Then you do that by experience, right? So, you know, years and years on, I was a much better product manager because I'd gone through and I'd fallen on my face so many times. I'm like, ah, don't go that way. There's a, you're going to fall on your face again, right? Now the next best way is you can learn some of the stuff from other people's experiences. Like it's not as visceral for you to tell me what went wrong in your first job, But if you tell me certain things about, you know, this situation happened and here's what went wrong, you know, that might stick with me and I might face that situation at my job and go, oh, yeah, actually, you know, here's something I've learned or maybe I read an article about it or something like that. Um, And so if you can absorb the experiences of other product people, you'll eventually learn stuff and not fall in the same traps that everyone else did. Um, One of the problems with my early career is that there was no one to share those with. And so I just fell in all the traps. Mm All the usual ones myself, um, and now I speak about them, so other people, you know, can can step sidestep them and move around them more easily.
0: Yeah, as you were saying, uh, right now we are in a different world, and it's kind of easy to get access to knowledge from somewhere else, right? So if you don't have, if you're the first one in your in your team or in your company as a product manager, you can now reach out on Twitter, as I did with you, basically. Um, you can look up in LinkedIn. You can look up. Um, for from meetups around uh, around the world, most of, some of them are also um, possible to join via video, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you are. Actually, there so are lots of um, lots of possibilities which were maybe not available a couple of years ago. Absolutely. Um, coming back, coming back to the start of your career, we talked about the different challenges uh, you had. Was there like a, a mistake, a big mistake you made at the beginning, and um, what did you learn from it?
1: <laughs> I mean, the first big mistake I did was the first PRD I ever wrote. Um, it turned out to be 80 pages long and filled with, 80. I mean, oh. 80, yeah. Um, because somebody on the team, I can't remember, somebody on the dev team, I think, had said, oh, well, if you want to express this, you know, you want to use UML, UML documents. So I picked up the O'Reilly book that was at the office on how to do UML diagrams mm-hmm. and I did all that, right? I put those all on the thing. And, you know, I also made the screenshots, we didn't really have design resources. So I had to do all the design stuff. And it was just like, put a button here it wasn't high fidelity, anything. Um, but you know, I included all that in there. And so by the time you actually got from like, presenting the business case through to the final piece of it, yeah, it was 80 pages, it was a decent sized project. Uh, and I was so gutted when I found out in a meeting that people had not actually read this thing, they were expecting it to just be read to them or something um and you know to see how much i missed and how much iteration was needed anyways yeah i am proud of that though because that um that that feature that thing that i uh, worked on is still considered they 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 highlight it on their home page um as one of their uh, most important features now so i remember fighting for that one going this is really important we should do this and it really did pay off
0: so the outcome was very good, but the way to get there was very hard. <laughs> it was the
1: last time I ever wrote UML. It was the last time I ever wrote a PRD that long. And it's actually what set in course my 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 uh, my thinking around what became ProdPad was, you know, I'm writing these big, long PRD documents, but, you know, where do I get the template? How do I know what questions to ask? Um, a lot of mm-hmm. this is repeatable stuff you know, why why do I need all this? And so, you know, where should I, how can I take the stuff that I'm doing and, you know, manage these specs better so that I don't have to write a whole document and then submit it. Um, And so some of the original designs, I actually started sketching out when I was working back there in Montreal.
0: I have to ask the question, how long did it take to write 80 pages?
1: Oh, I can't remember. It was probably a few weeks of of work between various things. I mean, the thing is, is that I was still doing some customer facing stuff and other stuff. Uh, I don't remember, it, um, I don't remember how long it took, uh, but I remember being <laughs> a ton of work, like a ton of output from it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just
0: not worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn from it, right? Uh, you were just giving Absolutely. some advice, um, how to deal with it actually, and what you learn from that. Yeah. When you look at the product managers start in their career, are there certain things they should focus on at the beginning? So what's your advice on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, really key thing when you're just starting off as a product manager is, you know, remember that it's not your job to have all the answers. It's your job to ask the best questions. And so focus on surrounding yourself with people who are the experts. And this includes customers, right? Definitely learn Mm -hmm. from the customers, but also learn from your teammates around you. Um, And, uh, you know, your job is not to generate ideas from nothing, and then spec them out and go run at them. It's to do the discovery work. And that means discovering what customers want, discovering what is technically feasible, and what the developers are, are chewing on. It's to discover what the business needs and what their underlying, you know, problems are that you can help solve. And then tying that together, and really, really having a deep understanding as to how you can help, as opposed to, running at it and assuming that you know that you're gonna go build this next or whatever else.
0: How would you do this?
1: Uh, Lots and lots of conversations. Product management is more conversations than you can imagine. And a lot of product managers get really tied into the, um, I don't know, the details of things, right? It's it's easy to sit down and write a spec document, but it's not easy to sit down and when you're a new product manager and, get interviews with the execs in your company to ask them what's important to them and, you know, what 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 needs to be done. It's not easy to set up, you know, tons and tons of customer interviews and have that incentive, uh, have that, uh, you know, self-drive to go do so when, you know, product managers often find, a lot of junior product managers often find it's easier to sit and work with the backlog they have and work with the specs they have and not get themselves mm. out there. So it's, it is taking that step and saying, actually, can I be, getting away from my desk can i be getting out in front of people you know can i be getting on zoom calls or you know spending time doing more
0: talking and listening and that that's the key part is listening when you start a career at the very beginning i think it's the most important thing actually to just listen ask questions and listen try to understand how the business works how the people are working how they are functioning which processes are out there what is working good what is not working good so basically First couple of weeks, just asking questions. Uh, this is also what I always advise uh, people who are new to my team. Don't jump into it too fast. Don't judge too fast. First, understand um, how the company is basically working and how the customers are uh, liking the product, basically. Mm-hmm. Are there any further advices product manager should focus on at the beginning?
1: Don't be afraid to um, make mistakes. Right, You're going to make mistakes. Just get in there and... Uh, remember that most of the stuff you do is reversible, right? There's two types of decisions, reversible and not reversible. And like 99% of the time, things that you're doing are reversible. So just get used to making small, manageable mistakes and learning from them. And, you know, not sitting there going, oh, does this have to be perfect? Do I have to make the right document? I really like uh, Matt LeMay's approach, which is the uh, one page, one hour pledge that he's put together, which is this concept of rather than sitting down and spending days and days and days on the perfect PowerPoint to go present to somebody Mm. or the perfect document or the perfect spreadsheet or whatever it is. If you've got something, just spend no more than one hour and one page on it right and at that point in time that's when you go take it to somebody and get their raw feedback on it um i think too often ju- junior people want to look really good and you know present their best version of something which means that they squirrel it away and spend you know 80% on something and then the last 20% is just making it perfect and they shouldn't it's one page one hour just get it in front of people and see if you're on the right path or not
0: and yeah, it's a great advice and i think also very very important people are missing so much out if they try to make it perfect at the beginning. It's all about feedback, right? You're working yeah. together with designers, engineers, sales, or whatsoever. Get the feedback as early as possible and iterate the stuff so you can have a, a good version as soon as possible. It's a great advice, thank you. Do you have any last words to new or about to be product manager?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important for these product people to connect with other people in their space. So reach out to people, reach out to me. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn. I'm always happy to chat to people, but also make connections with other people who uh, might become their future mentors or uh, future collaborators. You know, product management is not done alone, and you're certainly going to find yourself in various different situations where you're going to be, want to be able to reach out to product people and product-adjacent roles in companies all over the place. So, you know, make use of the technologies that we have and build out that network because you're going to find it's going to be really powerful for you down the line.
0: I really like this. The motto, product management is not done alone. This is a perfect uh, summary of the profession. All right, (laughs) Jenna, it has been a great time. Thank you very much uh, for sharing all these valuable insights. Last question, when people want to reach out to you, where can they find you?
1: Ah, great question. Thanks. So uh, I'm easy to find online. I'm literally the only Jana Basto. So you can find me on Twitter. You can, I'm simply Basto on Twitter. I'm Jana Basto on LinkedIn. Um, please find me there. Connect with me and let me know where it is that you've seen this so I uh, can, can join those dots. You can also uh, check out my uh, writings on the uh, Rewrite the, the Outcome newsletter for prodpad so if you head to prodpad.com which is the product management software product that we build and head to the bottom there's a link to our newsletter sign up uh, we send that out and you'll hear my rants and other good product management musings in there
0: all right thank you very much have a good day bye-bye of course.
1: thank you bye
0: hello again i hope you liked this episode if you want others to listen to this amazing story as well, just share this podcast. Furthermore, if you want to share feedback, remarks, want to talk about product management and or want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter. The name is Kiwi Denny. Looking forward to connecting with you.